That's uh, one of my favorite movies. I love uh, Jim Carrey. I wish he'd come back and do a little more. Uh, he uh, has an art and a knack of making you laugh at real-life events. And uh, if you really sit back and look at many of his uh, movies, they really have a good uh, point to them, a good uh, storyline to them, something that we could really grow from if we will look at them in the right perspective. Uh, this one, uh, all throughout the movie, there are these little seeds that have been planted uh, in his life uh, to help him understand uh, that he needs to move from a self-serving attitude to a uh, serving others attitude. Uh, and in the end, it's all about, uh, if you will, our motto, a loving relationship with God that he can enjoy for all eternity by using the gifts and talents that he has to serve the people that God puts in front of him. And so uh, that's where we're going to go today uh, to kind of back up just a little bit. Pastor Steve started this series a couple of weeks ago. And he started with the idea of uh, planting seeds in people's lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ that would change their life, uh, that would lead them to give their heart to him. And so, uh, you know, where our heart is, is where we reside. And so if our heart has been planted with seeds of the gospel, the good news, the the fact that this life is nothing more than a loving relationship to Jesus, uh, that we get to enjoy today, tomorrow, and for all eternity, you see, when we enjoy life today, we hopefully instill enjoyment to those around us. But so many of us don't enjoy life today, and we instill what? Bitterness and anger and wrath and all those other things. And so it kind of tells us where our heart is. And so, uh, you know, you ever meet somebody that's just so joyful all the time, you just want to punch them? You know, they're just so joyful all the time, you know it's fake. How many of you have ever called, ladies, I'm going to pick on you a little bit. How many of you ever called your spa and the little girl on the other end goes, hey, it's good to hear from you today? That is not your voice. Anybody with me? You know, or, or uh, uh, you go to a church and, and the guy gets up or the gal gets up and they go, it is good to see you today. Shut up. That's why I love our church because we just kind of put it out where it is. Hey, I, it's been a great week. It's been a bad week. This is who I am. This is what it is. This is where we go. You know, it's just authentic and it's just, we, we hopefully you see our heart for who we are and, and hopefully you see that the fact that our heart is, is growing towards Jesus based on the seeds that were planted in us. That's kind of the first week. Second week was uh, where your money is is where your heart is. And uh, we don't like to talk about that, but uh, where your money resides is where your heart resides. Open up your checkbook and take a look at it. That's all we're going to say. We're going to move on from there. This week, I want to just talk about the seeds that we've been planted that will lead us to serving uh, the Lord Jesus Christ because our whole life is about growing towards him and growing in that relationship with him. And if we're growing in that relationship, we're going to serve those people that he puts in front of us. Where does that come from? I, I believe it comes from several different verses. I think it, uh, uh, well, let me, let me talk about Bruce real quick. Um, you know, if, if you watch that movie, it starts out, he's making people laugh about this stupid cookie. He's frustrated about it. He, he thinks he's out on these stupid assignments. It's, nobody wants to hear about a cookie, even if it's the, the world's largest cookie. Nobody wants to hear about it. I love the serving part with the milk. Anybody with me? You know, sometimes just serving should be a lot of fun, just, just going overboard. And, 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 you know, we all laughed at that. But immediately following that scene, he doesn't get what he wants because he's not there to serve the community. Even though he says, you know, it's about family, it's about the community, it's about the children, it's about all these other things. He doesn't believe any of that early in the movie, does he? He gets fired because, <laughs> well, you got to watch the movie. He gets fired. That leads him to the, the, the point in the, in the next little scene that I showed there uh, where they got the homeless guy that's getting beat up. And, and here's a seed that's planted in his life. That's not right. I need to serve that homeless guy. And so he stops them from doing what they were doing. <laughs> and then, he make, then he uses his mouth, right? Y'all better run. You know, sometimes serving doesn't, doesn't look all that fun, doesn't it? 
You know, sometimes when you serve, the people that you serve and the people around them that you serve, they don't really like it too much, and you might catch the blunt end of something that you really didn't bargain for. Yeah, how many of you have ever served and, you don't, and nobody's grateful for it? Anybody a mom? You, you experience that every day. Anybody a husband? You experience that. You say, we, we bash everybody on Facebook. I, I love all the memes and talk about moms and all the hard things that they do and everything and, and it kind of leave dad out, you know, and, and dad goes to work every day and goes and makes all the, I won't say make all the money, but he goes and works hard all day and nobody ever cares a word about him. Just take that for granted. You know, we do that throughout life. We just, we just take everybody for granted and we don't, here's the, here's the point. If we will just realize that God created us to serve, we serve on a daily basis and we should be grateful for those that serve us, our life would be completely different. And Bruce goes through this movie. He gets to the next one, and he, and he, and he uh, uh, <laughs> runs into God, doesn't know who he is. We've all been there. And God says, hey, why don't you help me wash the floor? I ain't got time for that. Those are all seeds that are being planted. And we all run into God somewhere in our life, and seeds are planted. We all run into people all the time, and seeds are planted. We all do all these things that are seeds are planted. It's up to us whether we allow those seeds to grow or not. And they're seeds of serving because you can't love God and hate his people. Jesus was asked a question, uh, what's the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Oh, yeah, and, and you didn't ask this, but I'm going to put one just as equally as important to that. Love those people he created the same way you love yourself. Let me ask you a question. How do you love others? I love you. That don't mean anything, does it? Your car broke? Let me go fix it. That means all, all, all the things in the world. This guy right here, you can't get in the bathroom no more? That's all right, we'll widen the door. Right? It's because we love him and we want him to see Jesus in us. You know, it's because we love Miss Kay and they, we want them to understand that when you love somebody, you serve them. And that is what God has called us to do. And, and I want you to understand that this is all from Scripture. I, I wrote this out, and I, the first sermon, I just wasn't, I didn't feel it. You ever talk to somebody and you just don't feel it? So we're going to change things up. I'm going to talk about these scriptures and we're going to talk about some things, but this is going to be a little bit different. When Jesus has your heart, your life will look like his. When Jesus has your heart, your life will look just like his. John chapter 13, 3 through 5 and 15 through 17. I'm just going to walk you through these verses. This is the last night before Jesus is going to go to the cross. Uh, Jesus, they've, they've come and they've prepared the meal and they're sitting around the meal. And, and, and we don't really get this, but uh, in their culture, uh, before they ever got to the meal, somebody should have washed their feet. And just prior to this, they were arguing over who was going to be the greatest leader. And Jesus, he just goes and sits down at the meal, and nobody's washed his feet, nobody there to wash his feet. And he gets up in the middle of the night, or in the middle of the meal, and it says in this passage, it says, and Jesus knew that all power had been given to him. Let me ask you a question. If all power was given to you, what would you do? Same thing Bruce did. <laughs> Give it back. <laughs> a wise man. <laughs> what, what, did, what did Bruce, if you've seen the movie, what did Bruce do when, he, when he's given all power? Everything was about him, right? He changed his broken-down car into a, a modern sports car. You know, he, 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 he did some improvements on his girlfriend. We're not going to talk about that. But, you know, he did all these things that just brought him pleasure, that just brought him. He was self-serving. We can come up with all kinds of reasons not to serve somebody else, can't we? They're just going to be ungrateful. They won't care. They're not worthy. I'm not worthy. We can come, you know, every one of the excuses that we come up with for not serving somebody else is self-serving. I just simply challenge you to come up with an excuse to not serve somebody else that doesn't serve yourself. 
I don't want to be embarrassed. That's self-serving. Every excuse that we can come up with on why we uh, don't serve somebody else is going to serve ourselves. And so if all power is given to you like it was to Jesus, what would you do with it? I think John's probably right. Give it back would be the number one reason. Number one thing that we should do. Is give, I, I, I don't want all power. I, I've said it before. If, if all power is given, if I, if I was God, there would be a lot of different, different things. Because I don't know how to use that. But what does Jesus do when he's given all power? The first thing he does is he get up from that table and he takes the form of a slave. Not, not just any slave. The lowest of slaves in their culture. The slave that should have washed their feet when they entered the door. He, he takes a towel and puts it around him and he gets a, a basin of water and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. He washes all 12 of them. 24 feet in total. I don't want to touch your feet. That's nasty. Think about that. And yet Jesus said, I'm going to wash your feet. You know, if we have his heart, wouldn't we serve like him? We, we would take the lowest of jobs, whatever was put in front of us. You know, Jesus started this long before that night. He, he actually began serving, it is probably before this, but what we know of uh, at 12 and then at, and when he began his ministry. Everything that Jesus did was an act of service because it's what his father asked him to do. He healed people. The, the, the people that were outcasts of culture, those that, uh, the lepers, the, the ones with issues of blood, the, uh, the blind, uh, the lame, the people that he should never touch, he's the one that healed them. Why? They were acts of service. His father was saying, hey, when somebody comes into your path that I bring there, you, you do what I would want, them to, want to be done to them. And Jesus said, all right, Father, I'll touch the leper, and I'll know I'm not unclean because you're not unclean. You see, when we do something that we've been called to do, when we serve somebody else that God is calling us to serve, it doesn't make us unclean. In fact, what it does is make them cleaner. It plants a seed in their life. It plants something in their life that they might see Jesus in a different way. And so we're called to do that regardless of where we're at, regardless of what we do. I can't heal nobody, can you? But I know what, I can, I can fix a toilet. I can stick my hand down a drain up to my, my armpit because that's as far as I can reach and unclog a, 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 a sewer vein. That's disgusting. Yeah, but that's what was needed to be done. And it was serving a group of people. What, what is it that you can do? You know, what is it that, that God has equipped you with? Because that is what God is asking you to do. He's not asking you to do what Jesus did in the form of uh, miracles and healings and all those things. He's just simply, simply saying, hey, when I bring people into your life, will you serve them so that they might see me through you? Not only does he do that, he, uh, Jesus would, would, would heal this, the, the Roman centurion's son, the enemy, the enemy of, of Israel. He, he would heal the son. He, he, he would spend time with people that nobody else would spend time with. Those were all acts of service. And not even that, that night, and we, we skip over this because in this passage, uh, it was uh, Peter who takes the highlight. Don't, don't, you can't wash my feet. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the one he served that night that betrayed him that very night. You see, in order to wash somebody's feet, you had to bend down and put yourself in a vulnerable position before them. And Judas was there, the one who was going to walk out of there that, in just a few minutes and betray Jesus. And so Jesus bent down and he, he began to wash Judas' feet. I, I don't know what went through Judas's mind, but I know what would have gone through my mind. Man, if you knew what I was about to do, you wouldn't be washing my feet. You'd be, you'd be smacking me around. I, I, I can't sit here and let you wash my feet. <laughs> I'm about to do something to you that, that does, you don't deserve. 
I, I just think that, that, that these, all these feelings of guilt would rush over you if you knew uh, that Jesus was washing your feet and you knew what you were about to do. I, I just can't imagine you'd be so hard-hearted that you wouldn't have any thought of what you were about to do to this man. And yet here's Jesus, knowing. Remember, all power has been given to him. So he knows what Judas is about to do, and he still bends down before him. And I think in, in Jesus' mind, what he's saying is, I'm going to give you one more opportunity to realize that I'm planting seeds of the gospel, the good news of my love, the fact that I want your heart in your life, and it's up to you what you do with them. You see, when you serve somebody, it says more about you than it does them. Always will, always has. They're really not the focus. You are. And the more that you serve, the more that your heart aligns with Jesus. And then the offspring of that is they see Jesus in you. And it plants seeds in their life. And so that night, he washes his feet. And then he gets down uh, after that, and he gets up, and he sits down at the table, and he, he basically says this. Now, now fellas, you, you just seen what I did. And, and what I'm going to ask you is to do what I did to all the people that you come in contact with. Now, is, is he asking them to wash their feet? No. He's not asking to wash feet. He's asking them to serve people. And they, they probably don't get all of the magnitude of what he's asking them to do until after the resurrection. And then they realize, oh my goodness, he washed Judas's feet. And I think it probably hit home at that point what he was asking. You see, he was about to put the mission of the world on their shoulders. And he would tell them later, and he would say, go into all the world, and you tell people about me, and you teach them about me, and you baptize them about me, and you can, you can substitute this word in there easily, and you serve them just like I served you. Because how are you going to tell somebody about Jesus when they won't listen to you? Let me tell you what, these hands, your hands, are the hands that build the platform for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because when you serve somebody, it softens their heart. It opens them up to allow you to speak truth into their life. But when all we ever do is beat them up with the gospel, instead of love them with the gospel, serve them with the gospel, all the other one does is close them off to the church and to what it has for them. You see, Jesus has called us to do what he did. Not the specifics, but the generalities, the principles, serve others. When Jesus has my heart, my heart, my life looks like his. There, there are areas that we can serve people in. We can serve people in our family. I want you to serve people here in the church, and I want you to serve people that God brings into your path. I, I broke that up, but I just want to talk about serving people. If you don't serve your family, you'll never serve anybody else. You know the most people that are take for, taken for granted? Husbands and wives, moms and dads, kids. Because we just expect that from you, don't we? It, it, when you get up and go to work today, does anybody ever tell you thank you? Do you know when you got up and went to work yesterday, or you got up and go to work tomorrow, or you got up and get, went to work today, uh, that that's an act of service because that's what God called you to do? Just simply going out and making a living, just simply going out and, and repairing the car, just simply getting up and, and, and cooking breakfast, just simply getting up and doing anything. If we have the right heart, if we have the heart, right mind, the seeds of the gospel are inside of us and we are serving the other person. It's all about a perspective. 
No, our life would be so much better if we learned to say thank, please and thank you. Uh, Kelly and I were uh, talking about this. You, when we got married early on, we just said, you know, I don't need to hear thank you from you. I, I, I know, I know that, you, that you appreciate what I do. You know, let me just back up. Man, was I stupid. Anybody with me? How, how, how often does the, the simple uh, uh, phrase, thank you, change your perspective? When you, especially, you know, it, men, I just ask you, you ever wonder how your clothes get washed, dried, and put back in the drawer? Uh, not all of us. You, you ever wonder, you know, about the, the food that gets put on the table? How does it get there? Have you ever wondered about just the basics of life and ever, ever considered the things that, 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 that just happened? You know, like you came in this morning and, and, and there was coffee out on the, the patio. How many enjoy the caffeine that comes from that coffee? You ever wonder about how it gets there? Somebody got up this morning, first service, they got up early. They got here about 8, 8.15, and they made coffee. You know what? I'm thankful for that person that served me this morning. You know what? And you probably do too because you won't like me without caffeine. Right? I mean, seriously, you know, I mean, just honestly, you know, how many, how many enjoy some food? Probably not some of us too much, but you know, how many enjoy the food that's out there for your kids? You know, just, just having that out there. Somebody got up this morning and prepared all that and put it out there for them. You know, we love our servants so much that just outside this wall, there's a door right, right behind that heart that's for, we call it essential headquarters. There's a, there's a place in there that we feed all our servants every morning, every Sunday morning. You know why I do that? Because we know people are better on a, on, a, on a full stomach, right? And we're asking them to get up early, and they, they change their routine, and, and some of them don't have time to fix food for their kids or for themselves or anything. And they come in here, and we want to make sure that they're taken care of. So we have people that get up earlier than them, that get breakfast ready and put it in there for them so that when they get here, breakfast is on the table for them. You know what? I'm thankful that they are here. You know, when you came into the, the, the drive this morning, I mean, you had a bad week. You don't need to raise your hand. I mean, yeah, just, just think about it. I had a bad week, just, just frustrated with life. And, and, and you come out there and you, and you see this guy, Matt Francis or, or Chris Jackson. I don't know about Chris, but, you know, you see somebody out there and they got a smile on their face and, you know, they're welcoming you. You know, it, it kind of changes your perspective, doesn't it? Why? Because they got up to serve this morning to make a difference in your life, to plant seeds. You see, we're all family here. We kind of expect that. When's the last time you, you, you told Stan, hey, man, thank you for coming and setting up this morning? Hey, Stan, thanks for, for greeting me every morning. You know, Stan could teach Walmart how to do greeters, <laughs> right? I mean, just honestly, you know, and, 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 you know it's kind of nice here. You just, just be quiet for a second. I don't hear any crying babies, I don't hear any fussing or any of that. You know, we have a whole wing of servants right now that are taking care of your kids, my grandkids, and I'm thankful they're here. They do a, let me just tell you this, of all the places to serve, that might be my favorite. You want to know why? Because there is nothing like a child coming up and telling you, because they're going to be honest, telling you what a difference you made in their life. Just stand at the doors on Sunday and look out in the parking lot and watch kids run. Yeah, they're running to the food, but past the food, they run into this building to get to their class. You want to know why? It's because there's a bunch of people down that hall and down this hall 
that are investing in our kids. Why? Because they're planting seeds of serving God in their hearts. And it's making a difference. It really is impacting them. It's just an amazing thing. And so God has put it, it's, it's a daily thing, whether it's here at the church. You know, we, we have Revolution Youth. I'm glad there are people working with our teens. Because so many teens, when they get out of high school, they, they, just, they just wander off. And, and our goal is to, when they get out of high school, they have a loving relationship with Jesus they can enjoy for all eternity. So then when they walk out of those doors, that there's a place for them in the community. There's a place for him in the church. There's a place for them in the college to stand and know that they have a solid foundation in their relationship with God. But there's, it takes people to serve them. All of them. Yeah, middle schoolers too but I'm thankful that they do it. I, it's, not, it's not for me, but you know what? If it, if it was needed, I would serve. I, I would serve. I, I talked to a pastor uh, last week. In fact, he, he early on in his ministry was a, a, a middle school, high school uh, youth pastor, and he became a senior pastor, and now he's uh, filling some different roles. And, and it, he went to this uh, new place, and, and he said, you know, I got there to do one role, and right after I got there, we had some personnel changes, and I had to fill in for this role. And I said, how'd that make you feel? He said, because I was doing it for God, I was serving out of, my, out of my role for God, I was perfectly happy doing it because that's what God calls me to do. Now they've hired somebody and he's back in his normal role. But you know, sometimes we need to serve just temporarily. So we're, we're serving our family, we're serving the church. But, but I, I understand, there's, there's some scriptures up there, I don't want to read them all, but I do want to read this one. Uh, it, it says this in 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 24, 31, 33. Do not seek your own good, but the good of others. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Not seeking your own good, but the good of others. Why? So that they might be saved. If our focus is just simply on self-serving, I'm going to serve so I can get out of what I can get out of it. I listen to a lot of podcasts uh, in pre preparation for this. And just about every podcast uh, that talked about serving, they had one thing in common. Just about all of them. So you might find happiness. Let me just tell you, if you're serving so you might find happiness, you'll be miserable serving. Because there's a lot of ungrateful people in this fallen world. And if that is your focus, you'll never find happiness in that. But if your focus is serving so that you might show other people the gospel of Jesus, good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the fact that I have a relationship, just be honest, if I have a relationship with Jesus Christ that I can enjoy today, tomorrow, and for all eternity, that should give you hope. I, just being honest. But if my focus is on the fact that I can serve because I have a loving relationship with Jesus Christ that I can enjoy for all eternity, and I can show, I can be just a small part of a seed planting process in your life about what it means to serve God and to love God and that he might have my heart, then by all means may I do that. I will find satisfaction in that every day. Because it's not about me, it's about him and the people that he placed in my life. Now, you're going to leave here. They're, I'm just going to give you some practical examples in the next couple of minutes. You're going to leave here today. And God, I believe God places people in your life every single day. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a day goes by that you don't have an opportunity to serve someone. You're going to leave here today, and you're going to pull into some intersections right here. You're going to be a homeless person there. And you're, you're going to think all kinds of things. I don't want to give them money. I want to give them money. I, I, I. Here, let me just tell you this. You know the, the number one thing we're learning from the pandemic? God created us for, for connection. And you know, most of those homeless people have no connection. 
So when you pull up to a place that there's a homeless person, maybe just roll down the window. You ain't got to give them anything. Maybe just acknowledge they exist and ask them some questions while you're waiting on the light to change. You know what? You're going to meet some interesting people, some really interesting people. But you know what? You're going to meet some interesting people. There are people that God created that have had some hard times in this life, that have had some different experiences maybe than what you've had, maybe some of the same experiences you've had, but they deserve his love just like you do. Why? Because he created them. And you know what? Just a conversation with them might be the game changer in their life. What it, what it is, I know, is a seed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that somebody cares enough to roll their window down and talk to them. When you uh, walk out of here this morning, you're going to go to lunch, whether at home or, or in a restaurant. And it, at home or a restaurant, it could be the same thing. Uh, the person that's serving you might have had a bad day, might have had a bad week, might have had a bad month, might have had a bad... And the service you get might be terrible. But the service that you give could be the game changer. It could make the difference in their life. It could make the difference in their world. You say, well, how am I serving them? I'm just sitting here eating, eating lunch. Yeah, how do you treat them? I could tell you stories about bad service and uh, changing people's uh, perspective and all kinds of stuff, but I'm just here to tell you that people are in your life. There's nobody that comes in your life that God has a place there for a reason and a purpose. Even if it's just one thing. I, I, the guy was serving us, I'll tell you this, a guy was serving us that I didn't know it. the next morning he was going to probably go to jail for many years. And his service was terrible. And our whole goal that night was to make him laugh. I didn't know what was going on in his life. I didn't care what was going on in his life. I just knew he dumped a drink on my wife. He put dirty dishes on our table, all those other things. But none of that mattered because there was obviously something in his life that just wasn't right. It's all about our perspective of serving somebody else. When you walk out of these doors today, there could be somebody in these hallways, and you say, hey, good morning, how's it going? And they don't, they don't respond the same way that they've always responded. It's your opportunity at that point to serve them and say, hey, let's go over here and talk. But so many times we ask somebody, hey, how's it going? And, and they give us an answer, and we, we just keep on going. We never even think about it. I, a few weeks ago, uh, I tore a barn down. Uh, yeah, yeah, a barn. I took Chris Jackson with me. He helped me tear the roof off. And uh, nobody else wanted to do it. I, I hate to see good things go to waste. And so now I'm selling the wood for people that do projects and people that actually need beams for their barns or whatever. And, and long story short, a, a, a mom and her son came yesterday to the house. And we were talking. They were trying to figure out what they wanted. And, and, you know, we made some sales and stuff. And finally they asked me, he said, well, what do you do for a living? I don't like to tell people I'm a pastor. It's not that I'm ashamed of being a pastor. It stifles conversation most of the time. Um, people don't want to talk to pastors. I don't know what that is. I'm no better than you. I, I have the same issues you have. They, it, it's just reality. But people don't want to talk to pastors. But uh, we had had enough conversation, and, and, and he was in the military, and I had been in the military. And so I said, well, I retired from the Air Force. And, yeah, what do you do today? I said, well, I'm a pastor over in the beach. And, and uh, uh, she goes, really? I'm like, yeah. She's just traveling through. She doesn't live here. She's just traveling through. And uh, we kept talking. I said, well, most of the time that stifles conversation. She says, well, it shouldn't. I said, no, it shouldn't. Long story short, in about 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes, I knew her entire story. And now that I know it, I'll pray for her. Not, not that she needs my prayers, but I pray that the seeds that were planted will grow into a place that she'll have a loving relationship with Jesus Christ that she'll enjoy for all eternity. You see, serving isn't what we necessarily think it. When somebody comes into our life, we get the opportunity to serve them whatever they need, wherever they are, whatever God asks us to do. You see, that's what Jesus did. When all power and authority was given to him, 
He just simply did what God asked him to do, his father. God said, show him what a leader really is. And a leader is a servant. No matter your position, no matter your authority, no matter your power. So now what about you? Just a couple of areas. What can you do this week, starting the day, that becomes a habit, to serve your family better? Husband to wife, parents to kids, kids to kids. I know, I know, I know. You've got to serve your siblings, even adult siblings. What can you do to serve your family better? What's God asking you to do? What's the next step that you can take with your church family to serve us here? To serve the people sit next to you, to serve the people that are watching kids today, to serve the people that come in the service next the, the next service. What is it that God is asking you to do to take the next step in serving our church family? And then finally, what do you what can you do today to prepare for who God brings into your life tomorrow? Because there's always a tomorrow. And there's always somebody God bringing into your life. All with the idea and the hope that we remember that all we're called to do is to serve, to plant seeds that God can grow, that they might have a loving relationship with him that they'll enjoy for all eternity. Father, we love you, and we praise you, and we thank you. God, I thank you for a heart like yours uh, that we can see, that we can understand, that we can know, that we can grow into. I thank you that you give us the opportunity to grow. God, may we give those that you place in our life that same opportunity. That no matter who they are, no matter where they've been, no matter what they've done, no matter what they're going to do, that we will serve them the same way you served us. And you continue to serve us to this day. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.